This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. When Moshe Rabbeinu approached Parai with Hashem's demand to release Kal Yisrael from Mitzrayim, Parai refused to let them go. So Hashem tells Moshe, I'll let you in on a little secret. Leich a Parai Baboiker. Get up early in the morning, Hine Yoitza that is when Pari goes out to the water. Tell him, if you don't release Kal Yisrael from servitude, I will bring forth the first Makkah. Why did Moshe have to wake up early to go to Pari? So Rashi quotes a famous medrash, Shoya Oisa Atzmelaha. Pari wanted the world to believe that he was a god. And he told everyone that he didn't need to relieve himself. So he would secretly go out to the Nile River early in the morning and relieve himself to take care of his bodily needs. So Hashem told Moshe, go and meet him there. Catch him in the act. Show him that you're onto him. Show him that you know that he's no God. And this is a very well-known medrash quoted here by Rashi. But there's another amazing medrash that is not so well-known. And this is an unbelievable, incredible medrash. The medrash says, do you know why Pira woke up early in the morning and went to the Nile River when no one would see him there? It's because Pare knew that the first plague was imminent. And he realized that he's in big trouble. His power and his sovereignty over the Jewish people would soon be coming to an end. Therefore, says the Medrash, and this is something incredible, Pare got up early in the morning because he wanted to engage a Kadesh Baruch in Tfila. So Hashem told Moshe, quickly, before Pare gets there, Arrive there before he does. Hashem implored Moshe, get there in the morning before Pari has an opportunity to pray. Preempt Pari's tefillah. Why? Because after he prays, it would be too late. The decrees against Pari and his people would then be nullified. What an incredible medrash. From this medrash it seems that if Pari had managed to daven before Moshe approached him, the makas would have never happened. Pari's tefillahs would have been accepted. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have answered his prayers. And Pari and Mitzrayim would have been saved from the Makas. Why? Because Hashem listens to whoever turns to Him in prayer. It doesn't matter who it is. Even a Russia like Pari. Yes, the same Pari who enslaved and tormented an entire nation murdered thousands of children and bathed in their blood, threw thousands of babies in the Nile, stuffed thousands more in a wall. And about this wicked person, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you better make sure to get there before he does, and he has a chance to die. What we infer from this medrash is that even Pari's prayers had extraordinary power. And if Pari's prayers could have stopped Moshe Rabbeinu's plan in his tracks, we can just imagine the power and the potency of the tefillahs of Kal Yisrael. It has enormous strength. It has the ability to overturn any decree. And this reminds me of an incredible story I once heard about the Ribna Tzareba. It was well known that he had Ruach HaKadosh, and he performed many unbelievable miracles over his lifetime. Today, hundreds of people still flock to his caver every day in Muncie, New York, praying for Yeshua's. So the Rebbe was renowned for his piety and his Kedusha. His devotion to avoid this Hashem was legendary. Due to his unusually long and meticulous preparation for davening, 
The Rebbe often davened chakras in the late afternoon, but he wanted to daven with a minion. So he had his gaba arranged to make sure that he would have just the exact amount of people necessary for a minion. He didn't want an unnecessary amount of people davening after his mantfila. So the story is told that it was a few days before Rosh Hashanah, it was in the days of Slichas. It's late in the afternoon, and the Rebbe comes into Davin Slichas, and they're about to start. And the Rebbe turns around to the crowd, and he asks, Has anyone davened already? And no one answers. Then he says, I see that one of you has already davened. And he proceeds to approach each of the nine people in the room, and he asks each person, did you already daven? And then he stops by one of the Bacharim. And he tells him, I see that you davened already. And then the boy tells him, Rebbe, now I remember what happened. I was at an earlier minion this morning. And they started davening. And I inadvertently started to say slichas. But I only said the words, L'cha Hashem atzdaka but then I remembered that I wanted to daven with the Rebbe. So immediately after I said those words, I stopped. The Rebbe tells him, guess what? I see that your tefillah already registered in Shemayim. What a story. We see the enormous power of a tefillah of a yid. This person inadvertently uttered a few words of prayer. With not much kavana. And he even forgot that he davened. And up in Shemayim, they counted it as if he already davened. Can we imagine the potency of a tefillah with proper intent? With a little bit of kavana? How much more of an impact it has in Shemayim? And now, we know. Have a wonderful day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.